0: welcome to the latest episode of Grand Slam KBO podcast, our weekly podcast on the Korean Baseball League. My name is Matthew Kerr. Andrew Farrell is not in the hot seat for this week. He is away on family business or business in general. Not sure. We'll find out a little bit later. In the meantime, I am taking over the hot seat and uh, yeah, we're going to do our best to stay PG for you guys. So joining me this week, we have... The, uh, the father of modern cycling in Korea and the person who's decided that Buffalo is a city in Canada. Bradley Hyder, how are you doing?
1: How you doing, my friend? Nice to see you.
0: So uh, the Buffalo comment has a bit of grounding to it. Would you like to tell the, uh, the listeners what you're wearing today?
1: I am wearing a fan or artist created t-shirt that I purchased online at a website we'll post later on the show, tpublic.com or later in the description. And it basically says the Buffalo Blue Jays, which is where the home, the Blue Jays have made their, their home base as the Canadian government has not allowed the MLB teams to enter Canada or any American at this point. The team, the team has relocated to Buffalo and the Maple Leaf has been replaced by the Mammal. So uh, they converted a uh, minor league baseball stadium. They upgraded it as much as they can. They put in a weight room better facilities um, and that's been an interesting story to follow uh, during the MLB season so uh, I, ch- I follow the blue Jays whether they're based in Toronto Buffalo or anywhere else in the world
0: good stuff will you continue supporting them if they move elsewhere and don't become the blue Jays anymore
1: uh, probably that is the yeah. question <laughs> yeah yeah but I, yeah I would
0: oh, why are you not a Kiyum fan then you'd be on hmm. brand for it so, well, um,
1: I I could add Kium to the list of teams I support. I, I mean, I don't have enough. I mean, <laughs> that would be one of four teams I could change on a weekly basis.
0: So you've got two sides of the coin. The edge. What would it be for Kium to be selected as part of that coin now? Like like, what would I? Um... You've got Dusan on one side, MC the other. Yep. KT is around the circle, or was it Lotte? So where would Kium fit on that coin now?
1: Oh well, we would have to go to like a, a what is it like a pyramid. I, I, we would have to go to a die, right, which has six, six sides. Uh, so we could actually have six teams uh, on, uh, on a die that I could roll every week. And I've got one of six teams. So the question would be, Matthew, which teams would not be on that die?
0: Oh, I can do one better for you. I have here my, uh, my little box of dice okay. where um, I, I can actually show you that they even go up to 20 sides on a single die
1: oh boy so you're telling me the kbo has room for rapid expansion
0: indeed i've i've even got the intermediary d12 12-sided die the little dodecahedron and we've got here a 10-sided die which will uh cover you in the meantime
1: What what's that word you just used uh, a
0: dodecahedron a 12-sided sphere or a 12-sided shape kind of shape sounds of like a flying planes.
1: creature from the game of thrones but uh Anyways, I learned something new today.
0: As you do. So um, yeah, talking of merch though, I tried after our our last one, after the last one I was on, where we heard about all of the cool minor league hats and other minor league merch. I tried to go on the website to purchase a couple of hats. I tried to get a hat for the Rocky Mountain vibe. I tried to get a hat for the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Tried to get two of those actually. My wife really likes the logo and wanted one herself. And we also tried to get one for it. I think it was the, um, I think it was the Copa version of the Hickory Crawdads. It was like this llama-style design with this okay. kind of teal green turquoise bill. It was a really nice design. But um, I get to check out, and lo and behold, I'm not allowed to buy it because I don't have hmm. an address in the United States. So um, yeah, see. I'm uh, going to remain without those hats for a little while. But we'll, we'll do our best and see what we can get sorted out.
1: You're going to have to put the call out to one of our American fans, uh, one of our, our followers in the United States, or befriend an American soldier that is stationed here in Korea with, uh, with access to an APO.
0: Indeed. Or I'll just wait until someone makes a trip over here that listens to the show. They could bring over a hat as a gift. And in return, I will gift them a KBO hat of their choice.
1: There you go. A hat exchange. I like it.
0: Indeed. So um, I think that's about enough about the the general merch side of things. Let's talk about the KBO. So the main story from this week is a bit of an unfortunate one. And that was that Aaron Brooks is done with the Kia Tigers for the season. He's gone back to the United States, rightfully so, to take care of his family after his wife Whitney and his son Weston and daughter Monroe were involved in a collision after a driver drove through a red light like it's been widely covered so we're not going to go into the red light running side of things because the law exists for a reason and everyone knows it should be followed but I just want to say like it's a terrible situation but it's fully understandable that Aaron's had to go back to the United States and we wish him nothing but love, support and all the best for a speedy recovery for his son, Weston.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's nice to see uh, that uh, there seems to be an outpouring of support, not just from his teammates on uh, the Kia Tigers, but also um, players uh, from around the league and fans who follow all teams. So, uh, Sometimes it's these tragic events that that bring people together, but it's nice to see people realize that baseball, it's a game, it's a business, uh, but there's more to life than just baseball.
0: Yeah, it's really nice to see the um, outpouring of support from all of the fans and especially all of the players, even across different teams. So many of the players had either Weston written on the bill of their hat or they had the WWMB. Hashtag trending earlier this week in Korea for like Weston, Whitney, Monroe, and Brooks. Brooks relating to Aaron himself. Just saying that they hope he gets better and that they hope that everything leads to a speedy recovery. Understandably though, like he's going to be, because of quarantine rules, because of family obligations, like Aaron Brooks is not going to be able to return to the Kia Tigers for the remainder of the season. And that leaves the Tigers basically missing an ace so at this point we have to ask the question like what does this mean in general for the Kia Tigers in their playoff aspirations like what do you think about this
1: when you look at the history of sports uh regardless of the sport or the country that it's played in I've always said this that that teams that that become champions um or that win well are teams that can perform well when some of their star players aren't, are unable to perform. Usually an injury, but in this case, uh, dealing with important family matters. Um, so uh, I, I would say, I guess, it doesn't look good for the Kia Tigers, but what, to me, what really makes a champion, whether you're hitting a baseball, you're shooting a ball or uh, shooting a puck, it's the willingness of uh, players maybe the players that are sort of behind the scenes or the players that don't normally uh, have the spotlight shot uh, shining on them to step up uh, and, and, and perform well uh, despite people's expectations. So uh, with that belief, I, I believe that any team uh, including the Kia Tigers, you know, I wouldn't write them out um, uh, because of this. Uh, I, be nice to see the team uh, continue to uh, pull together and, and perform well, uh, despite losing one of their uh, most important players.
0: Indeed. Um, they did have a pretty rough start to the week. This week, the Kia Tigers started out um, losing against the Kyum Heroes. Then after that, they um, ended up splitting the series with KT and now splitting the series with Lotte. So they ended up on a losing percentage this week, but given how jarring losing someone to such circumstances could be, I think it shows the strength of character that Matt Williams has built in the team in that they've responded well. They had an adjustment period where probably everyone was affected, everyone was worried, and it may have affected the team mentality. But for the back end of this week, they've looked pretty solid when they've taken the field.
1: Right, right. Well, uh, and, and looking ahead, uh, as as I am, uh, this week, they've got a series coming up against the Kiyum Heroes. And I think if they can aim to take two out of three from that team, um, I I think that would give them uh, a good chance to move uh, ahead or try and get into that last place position into the postseason, uh, depending on how Dusan does as well.
0: Indeed. So speaking of the postseason, let's take a quick look at the way the standings are at the moment. So we have the NC Dinos, like far and away in first place. Like they've taken nine out of the last 10 games.
1: Yeah, on a seven-game win streak, which, correct me if I'm wrong, that may be the hottest uh, winning streak of the season.
0: I believe after today it would be eight in a row as well, actually. The uh, table we're looking at hasn't quite updated yet yeah like it's if not the hottest it's up there as one of them so they started strong they're finishing strong I I think at this point it's going to be very difficult for them to let up and drop that first place spot but then behind them four and a half games back you've got the QM heroes and then the surprise package in third you've got the KT Wiz who are six and a half games back only two back from the QM heroes at the moment and that could go to one and a half games, depending on how the second half of the doubleheader between Kium and Dusan goes today. For right. the wildcard spot, you've got Dusan, Kia and Lotte all within three and a half games of each other, or it'll be four games of each other if Dusan managed to pick up the win in the second half of the doubleheader today. But we've been in this situation before when it comes to that wildcard spot. And it comes to the tail end of the season, last twenty thirty games, no team seems to want to hold on to the fifth place spot. It's like they reach fifth, then right. they stop trying, drop off a bit, and another team takes the place, and it just hot potatoes between them.
1: Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like a re, not a revolving door, but it's a it's like a Rolodex. It, it, it rotates. Um, I, I don't know, maybe. Why do you think that is? Do you think that because uh, for the fans who don't know and the fans that do, if you if you finish up in the fifth place, you've got your, your foot in the door. You've got like your your big toe in the door because for you to progress, you've got to win two games. Do You have to win two games in a row against the team that only has to win one. And then, if you get through that level, you've got a few other teams ahead of you that that mm. are not playing while you're playing, and it's just it's just a really big uphill battle. And I don't know. What do you think? Do you think some teams just are demotivated by the the massive hurdle that's in front of them?
0: I think so. Like the last team a team or the last time a team won the Korea Series from a lower position in the standings was actually Doosan back yes. when they dethroned Samsung a few years ago. But what ended up happening was the wildcard game didn't exist at that point. It was brought in, I believe, the year after that, or two years later. But at this point, no team that's entered the wildcard has managed to advance to any degree in the playoffs. I don't think any teams actually got out of the wildcard game from fifth at this point. And hypothetically this is the reason i nominated it for the hall of shame when we did it the mm. last time you and i run the show together was that you have an almost nearly impossible challenge for a team that finishes fifth to overcome so let's say right. you've got the wild card game it's a two-game series with home field advantage to the fourth place team and they must win both so that right. means you're going to be blowing your first and second starters out of the rotation even hypothetically, you have a short rotation, like you drop it down to four starters. that means your third and fourth starters are going to be going against the first and second starters for the team that finished in third
1: and they haven 't played baseball um, for at this point what would you say at least a week?
0: It would be just over a week, so they 'll have had chance yeah. to rest, and specifically they 'll have had time to prepare. Specific strategies for dealing with your guys. Like they would know they're against the third and fourth starters. Right. And they would know they don't need to prepare for the guys at the top of your order for a while. So then you're against the first, second starters in the order or the rotation with your third and fourth. If you somehow manage to get all the way through it, it's going to be your third starter who finishes out the series. Right. That means you're at the bottom of your starting order, or you're going with a short rotation rest for your first and second to go into the game against the guys in second. Right. And at that point, you are always gonna be one or two pitches behind with the teams ahead of you having a significant advantage in terms of preparation. Like, if there was a proper rest between these series, I would have no problem with the way the format is set up right now. But in terms of that significance of the order in which your guys are going to get to go out there, it's just an uphill battle. If you're going to go one game behind, almost guaranteed, or if you're only going to split the first two games of that series. Because the rubber match in it, if it goes up to game five, is always going to be... Either the top of your order on a short rotation, or it's going to be a guy lower down in your starting order versus the top of the other team. And if somehow you go through, then it's the bottom of your order against the top of theirs, and it just gets worse.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, um, I agree. Uh, and you look at—I'm going to only say a few seconds, a few words about it because I don't want to compare this to the MLB, but. They have the wild card. There's been five World Series winners, including the last ones, um, that that one that started in the wild card game. And I would like to see the wild card system changed so that uh, it's a one run one, either a one win pipe showdown or a proper best of three series and um, a bit of rest, as you say. But I guess with the structure of this league. You can't really build in a lot of rest between series. Uh, otherwise, you're going to have the Korea series wrapping up in December.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. We may but be staring down the possibility of that this season anyway.
1: Right, right. But, but definitely, definitely, um, uh, they've got to, at the very least, change the current wild. I mean, I've got a towel around my neck from a wild <laughs> card game that I went to in Jamshill. NC Dinos last year, they had to win two games uh, against, who was that? I can't remember now, the, the Twins, I, it was the Twins. They had to win one, so anyways, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to see some improvements to the wild card uh, system.
0: And uh, unfortunately, that nomination for the Hall of Shame didn't win because uh, Bunting ended up winning it. Go figure. But,
1: well, we, we knew that the uh, GoJack Dome wasn't going to win. <laughs>
0: why because you named it
1: yeah I think what we should do the next time you and Andrew and I are on together we should talk about our our nominations and we should trade them with each other I'll give you mine and Andrew can give me his and uh, we'll see we'll see what happens
0: that, that could be a good idea so we just get them in <laughs> advance and then discuss them at large then I could just pull the die out of the box that I've got yeah yeah, here. yeah we're all on the earth. yeah or yeah. I could use the massive paperweight die I've got somewhere down there. It's hidden in a box behind me. It's a die that's about 10 centimeters cubed. It's an okay. absolute beast. Blows in the dark sure. as well. It's lovely. But, um, aye. Um, that could be pretty good. Just roll the die and then give out the nomination one at a time. Mm. Yeah. You know what? We should have you read all of them because then you'll have said the winner. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> that's the closest I'm gonna get Contact to victory, victory on this thing. Yeah, yeah, it's very right.
0: nice. But we'll hopefully get you off the donut this week because it's uh, it's me or Bradley at this point, and you know what, I, I don't think it's gonna be that big of an issue. All right, then. So, um, in like the one thing that's been kind of overlooked a little bit during the playoff race has been what the teams at the bottom of the table have done. Like, Hanwa. Mm. They did this a couple of years ago as well. They seem hell-bent on upsetting the established order and just making sure no one has a successful end to the season. Like, the last two weeks, what have they done? They tied series with Kium, LG, and Kia. And then this right. week, they swept Doosan and Lotte... 2-0 in their series as well. Like
1: so they haven't lost the series in a while. they yeah, they're six yeah, like they're six and four the last ten.
0: That's insane. Like, why can't they play like this the whole season? <laughs> like, they obviously have the potential when they're motivated. Like, do you think it's a motivational problem for them? Like, they just don't know how, or they hadn't gelled this season yet? So what do you think may have caused that?
1: I, I I couldn't honestly know. I would definitely like to hear what good friend of the program, Virgil Hodges, has to say about this. Um, but I, I, I couldn't know. I mean, you, you can't really say that the pressure's off. Uh, I mean, you could. But, I mean, realistically, they were eliminated from the playoffs, what, in July, August? So um, mm-hmm. maybe when it's become abundantly mathematically impossible, For them to make the playoffs maybe that's the point they just stopped caring or and then with that i don't know maybe i don't follow the team uh uh, under a microscope do they experiment
0: maybe maybe
1: you know it's a good time to experiment uh when you've got really nothing to lose but maybe uh, they start flooding the new
0: players at last
1: right so uh virgil hodges if you have any theories or any inside scoop definitely let us know and uh, we can put that out there in the next show
0: indeed um, aside from that, like it just seems to be that nobody wants that fifth place spot. Like Lotte have gone 2-4 and four this week, like getting swept by that Hanwha game and then it's another story of Straley pitching a blinder and then having no run support. Like he ended up losing the game 2-1 against Kia today and realistically Lotte were not without their chances. Like, they had so many guys on base that they just did not bring home. Right, right. As a, um, as, a Lotte, as a Lotte fan, it's quite frustrating for me. Like, they did get out hit by Kia today, admittedly. Like, it was nine hits and four walks to six and three. But, like, okay. an error from Sonasop where he just lost sight of a fly ball and it drops like three meters in front of him. That's a horrid way for it to go down.
1: So you said, you said the, the lot of innings ended up uh, ending with uh, Latte having men on third base?
0: No, it would be guys on second or guys in scoring okay. position and then just, okay. like, not bringing him home.
1: Okay, okay. Just not yeah, scoring the, position.
0: Uh, it's, a, it's not a favorite of those of us on the Mike KBO page, risk hitting. What's it called? Risp hitting runner in scoring positions
1: oh right right yeah yeah
0: yeah was not there today so uh how about you which team were you cheering on today
1: uh well i was going for the nc dinos um you know seeing the seven or eight game win streak obviously i only cheer for teams i think that are going to win uh (laughs) the series you know which is why i have stuck with the nc dinos uh most of the season um, there were concerns about two weeks ago when the QM heroes were like, what, what game, a game behind, maybe half a game. And yeah. I, I knew I was, I mean, I was on that QM website looking to buy my Jersey. Um, but fortunately <laughs> it never came to that. So I was able to save $75, uh, on an Addison Russell Jersey and I uh, have not bought that yet.
0: All right. Well, I'm sure that uh, that may be in the wins if they end up winning the Korea series. So, oh, absolutely. The, the main thing that people can look forward to at this point of the season, then, is especially after it's been confirmed uh-huh. now that Doosan did put away that game against, he, against the Kium Heroes, is that uh, there's now a game and a half between the KT Wiz in third and the yeah. Kium Heroes in second and KT Wiz have 7 games in hand on the Kium Heroes to try and close that gap and to see how the rest of the season pans out.
1: So you're saying KT is right behind Kium, Q- is that right? They are
0: breathing down their necks hard. And like sure. For every one game KT lose, they seem to win two at this point in the season. Another walk off Bejong Dae today ended up giving them the advantage in their game and seeing them through. But, like, where did this come from? Like, KT were basically taking the Hanmore Eagles' place as the perennial last place team. But then just through free agent acquisitions, offensive acquisitions, and a couple of guys coming in and filling out their starting their starting rotation, they've become a credible threat to the playoff picture this season. It's good to see a new face in there.
1: I agree. Uh, I, I, I'm... As I was telling you at the when we first started talking today, I, I'm not a Wiz fan yet. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, I agree. It's always nice in any sport to see a team that – have they ever made the playoffs?
0: No. This is their first no. – this, assuming they do manage to see it out, which, given their current trajectory, I don't see them not doing. This yeah, would be like, their first run at the playoffs.
1: You need not be born in Suwon or work for Korea Telecom to to want to see them do well. You know, um, definitely a, a underdog at the beginning of the season, and uh, yeah, we can't we can't overlook uh, the the performance of some of the uh, the men on the roster, including mm. the man who leads the league, Rojas Junior. So, um, you know, Dude. he's. I think he's had a big part of it, not just what he's done individually in his performance, but maybe how he's inspired the team as well um, and and encouraged them to perform. So um, I think he's got to be a big part of it.
0: Indeed. 37 home runs for the season for Mel Rojas Jr. Right behind him, uh, chasing that uh, home run leader's pennant is going to be Ramos for LG. He's on 35 as well. We haven't seen a Mexican player this dominant in the KBO since Kareem Garcia for Lotte way back when. Uh. I'm excited to see how the um, home run race ends up between those two. I think, given the number of games we have left, one 40 home run season is definitely not out of the question. Possibly two, if they keep pumping him out the way they have been the last few games. Which is Well, uh, he's
1: pulling up up the stats uh, on mykbostats.com, another friend of the program. uh, Rojas had his best season in home runs. um, uh, In 2018, he had 43 home runs, but his average was only 305. When I say only, that's still pretty impressive. Uh, This year, his batting average is 344. Hang on. I stand
0: corrected on something. I apologize. Ramos is at 38 right now. Oh, it's 38 now. Yeah. He's okay. uh he's had a bit of a beastly week. I'm sorry I didn't I was checking last week's stats.
1: And his on-base percentage is over 400. So, um, um That's insane. Yeah, he's, he's having uh the the career uh the season of his career without a doubt. So, I don't know, we'll have to see. I may be, uh ordering um a KT Wiz jersey uh by, by the
0: end of the season. That is Ridiculous! Like, you've got two guys in the league who have an OPS of, like, borderline a 1,000. Like, Mel Rojas is just above it. Ramos is just under it. Mm-hmm. But still, like, an OPS of near one is ludicrous. And, yeah, like, I- I'm excited to see who wins the Hitters' Championships this year between them.
1: Well, we've talked about it before, but I'll just mention, yeah, well, really, it'll be... That'll be the big talk of the off season is where does Rojas go in Korea or in Japan or in the world? We'll just have to wait and see.
0: You've got to think like given the number of guys who've gone back to MLB after the last few Mm -hmm. seasons, given a successful season in the KBO, you would think like he's going to get an offer. Like if he's going to win a Korea series, this is the year that it's going to happen. And then after that, you'd imagine he'll probably get an offer from some team that needs a power-hitting outfielder in MLB. I'm not entirely sure on who that would be. I don't follow MLB religiously myself, and I'm not familiar with which teams need a guy like that. But I'm sure there's definitely a market for it. And this season, he, Ramos, and a couple of pitchers in the league as well have definitely put themselves in the shop window and given themselves an opportunity to maybe earn themselves a shot in the show next year.
1: Yeah, and uh, rightfully deserved. And uh, a future nomination for the Wall of Shame are these uh, one year, now I don't know if this is the uh, result of the the KBO uh, immigration laws or an organizing body that oversees sport in general for the country, but to the best of my understanding is non-Korean citizens are limited to a maximum one-year contract uh, in the KBO, or in the K League, or any other sport, and I, I just think you're doing everyone a disservice by offering only a one-year contract. And I think I'd like to see that change. But we'll uh, we'll go down that rabbit hole in the future.
0: Well, fun points. So like We were discussing off the air about perhaps making a KBO trivia program. Here's a piece of trivia for you now. There has been one foreign player in the KBO in the last 10 years who was offered a multi-year contract. Okay. Who was it?
1: Can I guess? Uh, I don't want to say his name uh, incorrectly. The Samsung Lion. Um, What's his name? You know who I'm talking about. Uh, 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 Dark skinned chap. Um, Very good player. He ended up going to Japan. What was his name?
0: Am I right? Am I wrong? The pitcher or the second baseman? second baseman. You might go Navarro. Nope, not him.
1: Okay, not Navarro. He, That's he, the ended,
0: name. Up, he ended up having several seasons with Samsung, hmm. but to my knowledge, he did not get a multi-year deal. I could be wrong on that. And if uh, anyone's listening, wants to correct me, please do so. But after yeah. him, there was one guy who did end up getting a multi-year deal.
1: Okay. Who was it?
0: He played down in the southern area of South Korea.
1: So we're looking at Gwangju or Busan, I'm guessing because you know so well. Busan, it's
0: a latte giant? Not a latte giant. No? Tiger? Not a Tiger. There's one other southern team that you you could go for.
1: Oh, you're not taking Eric Thames.
0: Eric Thames got a two-year contract.
1: I never – Okay.
0: After his first year, he was so well-liked in Changwon, they tied him down to two years and managed to get either special exemption, or they just found a loophole that allowed them to get him on a multi-year deal. That's why his return to the States to have a go at MLB was delayed, and that's why he put up phenomenal back-to-back years of offense before finally making the jump over to the Milwaukee Brewers.
1: I thought I knew everything about Taines. That's two things I've learned today. I've learned uh, what a, tenth, uh, a 12-sided die is, and I've learned that Eric Taines had a two-year contract. Now, um, again, I, I don't know if, if that required um, uh, permission from immigration. Like I said, I don't want to blame the KBO or any particular team. But if it's been uh, – again, I just, I just like to see if, if a player good enough for a two-year contract, regardless where what his citizenship says, he should be offered. If he's not good enough, fine, give them a one-year contract. I'd just like to see uh, the, the foreign-born players and, and, and the, the citizens uh, treated as equally as possible.
0: Yeah, I think one of the major issues with that from a team perspective is that if the guy has the security of a multi-year deal, then there's no incentive for them to do their best in that one year. But from the same well, standpoint, you've seen, you've seen guys like Merrill Kelly who pitched for a number of years under the one-year contract. But had a phenomenal degree of success. Okay. We've had okay, guys like Josh Limblum, Brooks Raley, all these guys, Dustin Nippert as well is a phenomenal example of this. Like, then, Dustin Nippert, the most long serving KBO player in history out of the foreign player rosters. Like, these guys had one year contracts every year, and that may have incentivized them to do their best. But I really think that with multi year deals in place, it's going to allow for players to kind of become more settled into their role and to establish and, a greater level of trust and rapport in the team.
1: Okay. But then by that, if that's, yeah, in that you see that, uh, in, in all sports in, 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 in all countries, but by that logic, then there should be no two year deals. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you're going to only have a one year, uh, deals for the foreign players, then you're only, you should have one year deals for the, um, the, the domestic players but here's the other thing matthew if you want to bring in some talent um from other countries uh, you, some of these guys you know they're married they have families mm-hmm. they, they're a little older in their career they want security for their families and they want that security that comes for uh, a two-year deal so um i'm not saying that foreign players should arbitrarily be giving two or three or contracts because uh, their citizenship they're a new guy they're coming into korea they want to test them out by all means a one-year contract but like if nippert who is who has proven himself time and time again and some of the other players you've mentioned i think as long as you know they've earned it um, there, there should mm-hmm. be no no restrictions against those offers based on their citizenship that's all i'm
0: saying speaking of citizenship actually there was a, a lot of outcry from fans across the kbo to mm-hmm. offer nipperts like Yep. Korean settlement citizenship or to count him as not uh, to count him on the Korean players side of the roster so that he okay. could continue yeah. playing and not take a foreign roster spot like a guy who serves as long as that I feel truly deserves it like he's committed to a team for that long like he had a very tearful farewell video where he was saying I will retire a Doosan Bear and then when his numbers dipped slightly like that one year rule kind of came into it And he ended up having to finish his career at KT. Like, what could have been an all-over phenomenal story ended up kind of ending with a whimper, which is a little bit sad.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, That's not to say he
0: didn't do well at KT. Like, he had a good season there as well. Right, right. I mean, um,
1: yeah, I mean, I I don't know the rules uh, and how it works for citizenship but i do know there were about i don't want to give a number and be wrong over 15 uh athletes from around the world that were became naturalized citizens of different winter sports for the olympics uh in 2018. (laughs) most of them were canadian hockey players who had spent some time in korea you know fair enough um played for you know three or four years uh for country uh for Various teams and if you're yeah. I don't know, you're right. I think someone like Dustin Nipper should definitely have been given the option Of accepting if not a full-on full-fledged citizen Definitely a permanent resident. Uh, you know he was uh, married well, to a Korean an national
0: under the KBO rules like they sure, have the sure. power to make that amendment
1: I agree. But, you know what if they don't even have to get uh, citizenship or immigration involved It's someone who has played for a certain number of years consistently who's, who's uh, represented themselves well. They've represented the team well and the KBO well. There should definitely be exceptions made.
0: Yeah. I think um, I just had a quick glance at my book collection. I think it was in this one, Throwback, by Jason Kendall, by a catcher, who, catcher from the big leagues who talks about how the game is played, different positions, whatever else. I think it could have been in here or it might have been in Moneyball. I'm not sure which one one of the books there's a quote in there somewhere that says if you want a world series winning side or a championship winning side give me a team of players on the last year of their contract and i will give you that championship winning team so hmm. that might well be where the mentality comes from
1: of the are you talking about the one-year contracts yeah yeah but then i mean like i said they give players i got uh, korean players multi-year contracts
0: hmm well they're not going anywhere for the most part no no there's definitely a couple who are MLB quality and like I'm excited to see what happens during the off-season like there's been rumors that Young Hyun Jung is going to try and post or try his luck as a free agent try get an MLB contract Uh, Na Sung Bum, Kim Ha Sung are two options for posting as well I believe so it'll be exciting to see First off, how the talent gets thinned out in the KBO League, but also if they get offered like the minor league deals and then an option to go up, or if they just straight out get offered an MLB contract. It'll be interesting to see.
1: Have you heard any rumors? And I, I don't know when his contract ends. Uh, he's really, really young. Uh, Chong Mo for the uh, NC Dinos?
0: Um, If memory serves, he's got four...
1: Yeah, he's got some More time.
0: years, I believe, until he's eligible for posting.
1: Right, yeah, and he's, he's injured right now, but... Uh,
0: possibly uh, five, but like, possibly he five. has bags of potential. Like There was an article put out earlier this week where Drew Rosinski mentioned that he has the exact same stuff as Kim Gwang-hyun, who's okay. enjoying a very nice season at the Cardinals, but... right. You just have to think, is he going to burn out with the level of usage he's going to get in KBO first? That's mm. the issue. Like, If they manage his injury properly and help him stay healthy, then right. there's no limit to what he can achieve.
1: Yeah, well, it, I guess it gets down to how the NC Daniels organization wants to run their, run their shot, but... Mm. Um, you know Um, we've both read you got to you got to have law and I think some of that mentality extends uh, 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 across the water here so
0: yeah I'm glad though that MC decided to check in on the pain he had in his arm and the swelling and found that fracture because if he'd pitched for a few more weeks with that we could have been looking at a much longer spell out of action and possibly something that would have dampened his career so in terms of teams he could be on to have that kind of yeah. support level behind him mm. and to give him that level of, um, yeah, just support and help him through injuries and help make sure that he stays the best player he can be. Like NC is one of the best teams in terms of that, up there with Dusan and in even LG to a degree, with player longevity and how they support their players.
1: Yeah, I, I, I've seen that, I think, uh, with the NC Dynals um how they treat their foreign players and how they treat some of the obviously their own uh local players and makes a difference so yeah so yeah hopefully good things uh, happen to him and he gets the support
0: that he needs indeed so um i think that's about enough for our discussion section yep. let's have a quick round out who do you think is going to round out the season i think we're established that nc is going to be first but two three four five who's your choice
1: uh let me have a
0: think. Um, I'll give you my number while two I'm, while we're thinking yep. then. So my okay. number two, I think KT's going to nip it and take it away from the heroes. Number three, I think is going to be the QM heroes. Number four, I think Doosan are going to come back and pip that from the twins. And the fifth place spot, I reckon, will round out being LG Twins. I think the top of the table is going to stay unaltered. For the most part, it's going to be those five teams that are there now, end of the season. I think mm. it will still be them.
1: So, NC Dino is obviously uh, number one. Hopefully, I don't want to have to buy another jersey uh, this <laughs> year. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see... Uh, I, I, I'm i going to go with what I'd like to see that, that that's possible within reality. I'd like to see the heroes uh, uh, knocked out. I would like to see the LG Twins um, t- knock the heroes down into third place. And I'd like to say... The, the Wiz get into the playoffs, riding the fourth position, beating the Deuce on Bears, who make it in fifth. Sorry, Kia, you're staying in the sixth.
0: All right. Well, you know time what? Will Let me have one little weeks.
1: Oh, I'm going with what I'd like to see happen. I'd like to see Kia uh, go up and face the KT Wiz in that ridiculous wild card match.
0: Ooh, so you're calling for Doosan to get knocked out of the playoff picture entirely? Interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've got I've got some friends that cheer for the Tigers, and and, and uh, you know,
0: and, <laughs> well, I think there would be no shortage of fans on the My KBO Facebook page who would be overjoyed to see that scenario play out. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh,
1: there's a lot of Deuce on fans, but there's a lot of Deuce on haters. <laughs> Maybe combined, there's a lot <laughs> more Deuce on haters. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm a lotte fan. We hate anything resembling success, so mm. yeah. At this point, we we're, we're all gonna start hating on MC soon enough. All right, then. So with that done, Good. let's have a look at the Hall of Fame.
1: is spinning with possibilities i think the problem is every week like a good competitor i want to win so i try my best to put forth a good uh, submission but i think maybe what i should do is take the low road and, and try and put forth a submission that i don't think is going to win and we'll see what happens Plus. I've only got a, what, instead of a 33% chance or one in three, I only have a one in two now, so.
0: Indeed. And uh, I've been mentioning the word donuts quite a lot lately, so I'm sure you'll get the sympathy vote from a lot of people this week. So um, yeah. I'll even leave it up to you. As we, um, before we go into who won the vote between the two people last week, would you like to do a Hall of Fame or a Hall of Shame?
1: uh <laughs> uh i've got i've got one in mind you know what let's do hall of shame okay Um, okay yeah my entry could when the stars are aligned and you have um when you're a legally registered long-term foreigner it goes on the wall (laughs) of fame but when you're a tourist coming to korea for a visit or maybe you're uh in the american uh, military services and you don't have an alien card Um, and you want to get good seats to a ball game, yeah, this is going on the wall of shame. Okay, here we go. I got got one. I got a good one.
0: I think you're about to steal my choice from under me. But you know what?
1: (laughs) I honestly don't know what your choice is. You you remember Uh, I
0: mentioned this last time we did the Hall of Shame? I said I have a guaranteed winner. I have a feeling you're about to steal this from me. But you know what? Not
1: intentionally, man. I'm going to let
0: you go first beforehand though let's have a look at how the voting turned out for last week last okay. week the nominations were uh the concept of kbo the fact that what can will go wrong what can will go right in the kbo that ended up with a meager 33 percent of the vote and with 66 percent of the vote 10%. the winner was the 2009 career series walk-off home run from Najee Wan so Andrew Farrell finally gets his wish and mm. Najee Wan ends up in the hall of fame
1: he's a very likable person so um, he is like, Najee Wan not Andrew god no no Najiwan oh, is a very <laughs> hate that guy god
0: could, could no, we just Najee have Wan the two of us like... every week from now on Ugh.
1: Mhm. Mhm. I like <laughs> only if, if 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 for any reason, but to increase my odds. Of me, so.
0: <laughs> if only for that. All right. Yeah. So um, yeah, like I I I don't mind that. Like it in terms of moments that we've had mm-hmm. beyond Doosan, like dethroning Samsung and the yeah. Grand Slam from <sighs> Iba Ho in the Korea Series, where Kia Tigers last picked up their championship. I think this is up there with like the all time great moments. Along with uh, like the last out being a ground ball that would have been a game winning single or a game tying single getting stopped because of torrential rain when the Hyundai Unicorns won their last career series as well. Like moments are what all of the stories and all of the passion is built about in a league. And I think it's a worthy winner for last week's Hall of Fame vote. Luckily for us, we're not doing the Hall of Fame. We're talking about what boils our blood. So I'll let you go first, and then I'm gonna have to think really hard because I think you're about to take it away from me. Go on. What's your vote This is for gonna the be Hall of a Wall of
1: Shame, negativity. Okay, but it's not all negativity. Um, I, here's my little disclaimer. What I'm about to rip on, um, it's not always bad. If you are obviously, if you're a Korean citizen, if you are a legally registered foreigner such as matthew uh andrew martin myself many fans of the show you've got a korean bank account and you've got everything set up you can read a little korean Um, a bit of a phone number a bit of a phone number in your name uh spelt correctly last name first it's not a problem but if you are a tourist to korea if you are um Uh, of uh, Korean ancestry, citizenship in another country, and you've come back for a visit, if you are a member of the U.S. uh, military, you simply cannot buy baseball tickets online. It's impossible. Um, You can go to the MLB. You can go to the NHL. You can go to the NBA. As long as you have a valid credit card number, you can buy tickets, okay? Um, And... The ticket agencies that that they issue tickets. There's there's two of them that do most of the teams, uh, Interpark and TicketLink. They sell tickets to uh, foreign tourists for Broadway shows and K-pop concerts. So I believe the 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 hurdle is not from the companies that issue the tickets. I believe it actually comes from the KBO itself, and it, it's really awful because um, a lot of people, especially I think. In the upcoming years, uh, uh, Matthew, with the exposure of the KBO on ESPN, you know, they want to mm-hmm. come to Korea. Korea's got a great profile. They're doing very well on the music charts, uh, the, the films. Um, there's a lot of Korean exposure, Korean food. People want to come to Korea. They want to experience the culture. They want to go to a ball game. And if they don't know anyone here, the only chance they have is to buy one from uh, the box office, which is possible but you may not get a good seat and and it's just a real hassle. So I think to sum up my uh, nomination for the wall of shame, it's the KBO's policy on letting people or the exclusivity of buying tickets limited to those who are legally registered foreigners. It's very shameful. And I would like to see that improve for all the people who don't fit into that category and you want to come and enjoy the KBL because the KBL is a really good experience and I guarantee you any tourist even if you're not into baseball even if you're not into sports if you really want to experience Korean culture you got to go to a KBL game
0: agreed absolutely 100% agreed like yeah buying tickets when you're not familiar with Korean or when you're not familiar with how the apps work even if you have all of the things you mentioned and you make one error, or the person inputting your data at the immigration office makes one error with the spelling of your name, and it doesn't yep. match your bank account, it doesn't match your card, it doesn't match your registration, that's it.
1: If, if you Everything has
0: to match for this real ID verification. So just checking, is your yep. issue with the real ID verification system, or was it just with the incessant ball ache that it is to buy tickets online? It, it,
1: it's the whole thing. And I, I've taken it more of a, a foreign visitor to Korea's uh, aspect. But uh, you could be you could have fluent Korean skills, you know, yeah. uh, and not get it. And then there's the issues, of course, and I, I didn't mention them, but when it comes to the postseason, how it gets flooded, a lot of guys and gals that we know, they have their registered card. They have the bank account. Immigration doesn't mess up. And the, the whole system just completely crushes and implodes when tickets become available. Now I understand um, uh, rushes on tickets occur in, in other countries and, and concerts and certain events, but you don't have the implosion that you have. You know there are guys that go to a hundred games a year and they can't get postseasons tickets because of the way that the um, the ticket issuing. And when it comes to the postseason, a different like. Um, the postseason tickets are are, are over. Or um, what's the word? Uh,
0: saturated.
1: Uh, not, over, not saturated, but they are overseen by another organization, and it's, uh, just, it, it's it, still
0: it, park. Like, I can tell you exactly the way the postseason tickets work. The companies represented by the teams inside of the playoff picture, they get first priority on ticket choices for their employees. And those tickets get allocated in blocks of up to four per employee. So at that point, the employees will get maybe a third of the tickets overall assigned to them in the premier spaces inside the stadium. These employees, until the last second, will not actually claim them, and then they open up. So when tickets open on Interpark, which the KBO has uniformly decided... Postseason tickets must be managed via that app. People will log in, try get a cheer section seat, try get whatever seat. And it's basically a free-for-all. You'll have 10 up to five, six, seven thousand people. Ten thousand in some cases, if you get a team like Hanwa. I believe the site crashed when they first ended up getting into the postseason. And or when they most recently got into the postseason, rather. And what ends up happening is there's a sudden flood right before the game or the day before the game where tickets will open up in the very early hours of the morning the problem with that is most of the tickets picked up by the employees of said companies that are represented by these teams they end up on the resale market they end up with scalpers outside the stadium they end up with ticket bay where Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Hanwha Eagles tickets for their playoff game last season, the first game, were going for a million won each.
1: Yeah, I heard that, which which is about nine hundred dollars American, approximately. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: like that's the ridiculous amount people are paying for (laughs) Hanwha Eagles. In terms of pricing for KBO tickets, how they usually are. Postseason tickets are basically just double the regular season price. In which makes MLB them still equivalent, affordable. that that would be like people paying thousands to go and see the Cubs in their World Series games. Like which, that's the level you're at. Right.
1: Well, which, which some of those cubby tickets went for fifty, fifty, hundred thousand dollars, but.
0: It's, ridiculous. it's not quite that level, but it's definitely pushing yeah. what it would be for a 10,000 equivalent, which was yeah. not uncommon at the time.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with someone you know, who works for Samsung having access to Samsung lines tickets if he or she wants to go, but uh, I like to see it better run better managed so that if they want to go, they can go. If they don't want to go, they go to a legitimate fan.
0: I've been to a number of playoff games, been standing cheering like you've been to a playoff game you've seen the uh-huh. atmosphere it's uh-huh. like kbo's standard atmosphere on steroids like yeah, all they, of they, the diehard fans are there screaming standing up for the entire game i went to a playoff game and got told by a group of old guys behind me in suits to sit down because they couldn't see the game because i was being too noisy
1: yeah, it's so crazy at those games. Do you know what a Skyjack is? A Skyjack is, um, let's say you are, I don't know, you want to paint the ceiling of a 10-meter uh, building. A Skyjack is one of those things you get on and zzz, moves you up, you know, right. real, real high. They put their, their, their like, cheer masters on these Skyjacks. and They go up, and they've got these... Things blowing up in flames and pyrotechnics. Um, the NC Dinos a couple of years ago brought back uh, Eric Thames uh, mm-hmm. to get the fans, you know, uh, no longer in the KBL, get the, uh, the fans rallied up. It really is an exciting environment. They have massive, absolutely massive flags flying uh, by, by actually
0: in points. In uniform, company, no you, less.
1: <laughs> right. If you talk to them, I was flying one last year for the NC Dinos, um it really is it it really is an uh an experience so yeah
0: Yeah. i do love seeing the fans bringing their own flags i'm not a big fan of the massive flags that end up in the outfield though because the way they just go in that figure eight circle like you can tell they are paid to do that
1: yeah well like i said if you talk to the guys nicely like i did last year i was that guy
0: for uh for Mm. an inning yeah there used to be a guy back in um, the old samsung lion citizen stadium he had this enormous flag like if you laid this flag it would cover a block of seats right like i asked him and he let me wave that around one time i very nearly broke the pole because i was swinging it that hard like just the inertia was taking it and you could hear the metal like resisting so Mm -hmm. eventually i got told to put that down but that was a great experience. Ended mm, up going for drinks sorry. after the game with him and a couple of his friends afterwards. Great, mm-hmm. great night out, that one. But, fight, yeah, like, I, f- I fully agree with you. Like It is a nightmare trying to get tickets at the best of times in the KBO. It's even worse in the postseason.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, at the absolutely. moment, it's impossible, and I hope that the fans get let back in soon. So, uh, yeah,
1: cheers for that. So what's your submission, Matthew?
0: Uh, You took my submission, actually. So I'm going to have to think really quickly about it.
1: So then I should definitely win, right?
0: (laughs) I've got all my bases covered. You know what? You know what? I'm going to just go, your experience is buying the tickets. I'm going to go one further. Mm. The people who have this difficulty in buying tickets are typically left with one choice when they get to the stadium. Maybe two. First choice is to go up to the window, try and negotiate first off which line they need to get into to buy the tickets, because it could be a window-only redemption line, or a mobile phone redemption line, which is hilarious, and I've done it myself many times, where they tell you to go into another line and, oh, I don't speak enough Korean. Please help me. I don't know what to do. Get out of the line. Okay. You finally find the right line. Sorry, tickets sold out this old guy who's been following you all the way around outside the stadium just says, hey, you want a ticket? 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. My nomination is scalpers. Mm. Particularly, you know what? I'm going to keep your theme in honor of you. The scalpers outside of Jamshill. Because those guys and girls, because I'm pretty sure they're all in league with each other, they will buy tickets in bulk en masse and then wait until it's nearly game time, offer to trade them out to people, maybe at a slight loss to themselves so that they can get the premium seats, and then try and charge people through the teeth to get those. Yeah. And I myself have ended up paying far more than I should have for a fairly lousy Navy seat in Jamshill, which in of itself is not a bad seat. By any stretch of the imagination. But when it gets to important games, important series, the ones you want to go to on lovely days where it's sold out, those are the tickets that they end up getting en masse, and those are the ones they charge an arm and a leg for. So those scalpers, especially during the postseason, when they're charging, I believe the last time Lotte had a game, they were charging hundreds for a single ticket for outfield seats. And people were paying for it. Well, I I get it. It's a market demand, but I personally despise that act.
1: You you asked me a couple months ago on this program what I thought of scalpers. Do you remember my answer without any hesitation?
0: I would love you to say it again.
1: Scumbags, all of them, every single one of them. Scumbags. That's in all leagues, all country. I'm I'm not talking about the guys who... who bought a $10 ticket and he's trying to sell it for 11 bucks. I'm talking about the people who have nothing better to do than to buy tickets, preventing people who are, you know, who are working or whatever. Buying up all those tickets and selling them at three or four times the value. Total scumbags.
0: Yep. I'm glad that the league finally decided to crack down on it. And oh, yeah. I do recall one incident of, uh, King Ajishi basically crying foul and kicking and screaming, trying to fight security as they arrested and dragged him off. That was a glorious sight, but wow. it doesn't happen often enough, and they're still doing it, or they will be doing it when the fans open up again.
1: Right, right. In terms I mean, of
0: the yeah. COVID tickets, like everything had huh. to be real name verified, so it made that practice that. impossible for them to do, and that was hmm. a good experience for me going to the stadium knowing that it wasn't going to happen, where they would try and ask me, hey, do you want a ticket? Instead, it was just a case of, okay, now I have to navigate the COVID system. But that in of itself is pretty easy. And hopefully, Mm. they'll be able to have fans in in time for postseason. But with it being 20 games away, I'm not sure if we'll see it this year. Yeah.
1: would it be funny? Um, Postseason (laughs) comes in, all right? I somehow get tickets through, uh, through the system I've just criticized. And where would I watch those postseason games, Matthew? At the Gojak Dome, which I have also nominated on my wall of shame. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think if that happened, I would nominate myself on the wall of shame as a bleeding hypocrite.
0: And I would be happy to vote
1: for you. That will be my win. There we go. That's what I'm aiming for.
0: All right, then. So uh, Bradley Hyder, is there anything that you would like to say in parting to our listeners?
1: No, not, not this week. Um, we appreciate your continued support, and we, uh, we look forward to producing the next episode.
0: All right. So regarding the next episode, I regret to inform everyone who's listened to us this far, next week's episode is going to be pushed back oh for a week because we are going to be celebrating mm. Chuseok. This next week, the Harvest Festival in Korea, where we are basically going to go and have a lot of food and drinks with our respective Korean families. Uh, Bradley, what are you going to be doing for Chusok?
1: Um, Well, plans are still in the works, but I will be spending time with my lovely uh, relatives, in-laws, in Daejeon, home of the Eagles. Nice, um, nice. Yep, and uh, I also have some family in Changwon, home of the Dinos. Uh, that I hope to get down and see his way as well. Maybe crank out a couple hundred kilometers on the bike. Uh, but because you mentioned Chusok, um, let's, let's remind the fans, especially those that are new to the KBO, that a lot of the games, uh, I think all the games on speaking in Korean time, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday will be played at 2 p.m. Uh, because of the Chusok schedule.
0: I believe so. I'll just double check that now. Yep. 2 p.m. for the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we're going to have a almost entire week of early starts with the only 6.30 starts being on the Tuesday. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going to be kind of exciting. I feel bad for the players having to play through the holiday, but given the Truncated schedule for the season. Like, there's no getting around it.
1: We all got to make sacrifices. And Matthew, what about you? What are your Chewsock 2020 plans?
0: Well, my plans are to have some tasty drinks, have some tasty food, and some good company.
1: Very good. Very good.
0: Can never go wrong with the family, can never go wrong with the wife. So, it's going to be a good one. Good stuff. All right, then. So, that concludes our show for this week. Remember, don't forget to love each other. Have a happy Chewsock. You can always become a friend of the show. Follow us on Twitter at GrandSlamKBO, at Chewmac Baseball, at GrandSlamHyder, and at Probably Brad. Thank you very much, and have a happy Chewsock.